This Tennessee Lottery 250 edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bird Dogs Shorts. Dominate your summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Yeti-style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That's birddogs.com slash pool. Driver, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing things. now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb welcome in to another episode <laughs> of the nascar gambling podcast here on the sports gambling podcast network he's cody zeeb i'm rod via gomez if you're watching on youtube i absolutely am wearing the same clothes I don't care. Uh, we are taping these back, <laughs> Me too. back to back. Yes, and we are. I mean, we're going for it. We are. We are uh, marathoning these out because uh, we are working on limited time right now. Cody is heading off on vacation here pretty soon, and uh, we're getting all of these episodes in before he goes because we can't. Hey, I didn't. Can't I didn't want to miss any of these pick shows. I am going to miss the DFS show Friday. I'm sad about that, but uh, I know you'll end up with a, a great guest. You'll have fun. I can't wait to listen. But, uh, man, if, if we got the odds in time, the plan was to get these all in. I'm glad we are cranking it out. Leave for vacation Wednesday morning, so I'm excited. I'll be at the lake while you're listening to this, most likely. So, uh, yeah, but uh, still, I'm excited for these races this weekend. Uh, I know you couldn't see it, but as the intro video is playing, Rod and I are still able to see each other, and it was great because he got up and he left, and I couldn't see him. And then he sits back down, he blows his nose, and then like throws the Kleenex down, and then boom, we jump on the screen, and he just jumps right into it. That's why I was laughing there a little bit, because I was like, wow, the impeccable timing. True professional over here. <laughs> I, I've done my fair share of live shoots where you only have but a couple of seconds to react to anything that happens. And, uh, and I was, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking, okay, how am I going to open this if he doesn't make it back in time? Here we are. Rod's coming. Don't worry. <laughs> Shows back uh, up just in time, and I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> I, like I said, this is is not my first rodeo, so I, I'm pretty. Uh, I know how to to make this work. But uh, yeah, we are here, of course, uh, day or episode two of the night. But doesn't matter. It's the Xfinity episode. We're gonna have just as much fun as we did in the Cup episode. We'll say things like yesterday. We'll say things like uh, you know tomorrow or whatever because that's what you do. But uh, for those of you listening and those of you in the know. You may or may not know, but uh, we've done that before where we've recorded multiple shows on the same day and it sounds like it's on a different day. We even change our shirts sometimes so it looks different on YouTube. I've <laughs> well, definitely done that before. before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, listen, bear with us, man. I mean, this is what you get. It's it's all fun and it's all free. So uh, definitely hang with us through the, through the craziness that is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Uh, again, it is the Tennessee Lottery 250. We are in Nashville, all three series. Having some fun over there. 
close to the Music City. I won't even say that it's there. It's it's in Lebanon, Tennessee. Uh, and, and, about yesterday on the cup show. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tell you this because I I always love to give the cities that they're in the proper recognition because I know that as a city you work very hard to get the recognition and when they're always like, well, it's Nashville. Well, no, it, it's close to Nashville, but it's not really Nashville. So Lebanon, Tennessee is its own city. It's its own identity. Give it its props. So you got it, Lebanon. That's I know it's like, called the Nashville Speedway, but like Gateway a couple of weeks ago where they say St. Louis and it's not even in the same state as St. Louis. It's like, give Madison, Illinois some love. All right. No, they're like, oh, look at the arch. And like, yeah, that's across the across way from river it. in a different state. <laughs> no, it's Madison, Illinois. That's why it's called the Enjoy Illinois. Probably Three why million. they named it that. So you'd be clear this isn't St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> like, come on now. Uh, but yes, again, it is 188 laps around this mile. Point three 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 three. Put a line over it. Uh, track for 250 miles on this. A lot of fun to be had. Uh, it's just happy to, and good to be back uh, in the saddle for NASCAR because after a week off, I mean, we had fun over the, the course of the off week, obviously winning some bets. Uh, obviously, if you don't listen to the cup episode first, we did have some IndyCar stuff and uh, and had some fun with that, but it's good to be back for NASCAR this week. Yeah, absolutely. Again, we did have a lot of fun with the, the off-season stuff last week, but to be back into the flow, have races to bet on, have odds up, I love it, and uh, I'm excited. Yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be, this is going to be fun. Again, Nashville, uh, we talked about it on yesterday's Cup Series Pick Show, but uh, it, it's a track that's been around a while, a little while, had Xfinity before. Um, but obviously had been closed for 10 years, reopened in 21. So we've got two seasons worth of Xfinity now, recent Xfinity. That's all you're really going to look at anyways uh, to look back on. Yeah, because I, I don't think Greg Biffle and and uh, Scott Riggs and Carl Edwards days are going to do us any good. Yeah, <laughs> if, that's, as- uh, if that Roush 60 car was still racing, then maybe you'd throw some money on that because uh, I'm pretty sure those guys all probably won in that same car. But uh not the case anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, even Kevin Harvick, Brad Keselowski, all past winners in the Xfinity series here. I mean, you got to go all the way back to like 2011 for all of that to happen. But uh, they came here twice a year as far as the Xfinity series was. Yeah. That's that's a lot. Yeah, that's I don't I, man. I You'd have to look back, but I wonder how many other tracks have have Xfinity twice and don't have cup series. That's uh, definitely not something you see very often. So interesting time back then. But uh, a lot has changed. A lot of. A lot of new faces since then. Lots and lots of As new faces. All of them, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think Kevin Harvick is going to be running on this one uh, as well. So, uh, all right, let's uh, let's tell you first uh, before we start getting into anything further about the favorite shorts in this world that we all have now. Mine cannot come soon enough. I can't wait to actually show them to you when they get here. They are bird dogs. They make me look good. They'll make you look good as well. Why? Because they're stretch khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg. Not only giving you a truly sculpted look, but turning heads along the way. They do the exact same thing that Lululemon does. Obviously, they fit better. Obviously, the price is better. And bird dogs fit also better than those old shorts that you got that are stiff, cotton, just terrible shorts that you buy from. I don't even want to say the other competitors' names. You don't need to know them. You know them because you have them in your closet. Bird Dogs has fixed the issue of all that by inventing cloud knit fabric. They look just like khakis, but stretch. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice on movement. Most importantly, 
They use the anti-stink sweat-wicking fabric that keep you cool and dry all day long. Everybody needs a pair of bird dog shorts, especially if you're mowing the lawn this summer, if you're out on the beach this summer, if you're landlocked this summer, and in a really hot place that you need to control uh, what Cody likes to refer to as your swamp ass, you need that. Make sure you get down on some bird dogs right now. Go to birddogs.com slash pool. Enter promo code pool for a free Yeti style tumblers if you needed any other reason to get in on it with your order. That's birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We absolutely promise you. We're going to be at the lake, the amusement park, the water park this weekend. Swamp ass central. Good thing I've got those bird dogs to uh, help wick that away. Wicking. I just like saying the anti anti stink sweat wicking. That's that's probably it's, the uh, most fun thing I'll ever say today. That is that is a great line. Back to the Xfinity race. We do have yes. an entry list. 41 entries for 38 spots for this one. Um, some notable guys on this list. AJ Allmendinger is going to be in the 10 car. Ty Gibbs in the 19 car. Zane Smith in the 28 that Eric Amarola won with at Sonoma there. Um, Carson Hosovar is back in the 77. And Chad Chastain is in the 91. You would have faded Ross Chastain had he been in that car. If you get a chance to fade Chad, definitely fade him because he sucks. And <laughs> uh, sorry, Chad, but facts. Uh, so yeah, if you see Chastain, don't think it's Ross. Not that it matters, anyways, because we don't like to bet. We like to bet against him early, but uh, yeah, Chad not usually getting good results. So, uh, but yeah, you got a couple heavy hitters, right? Uh, the defending champion, the defending full season champion, and the defending regular season champion, both back this week in the Xfinity series. It's going to be interesting. Obviously, because we talk a lot about the fact that this season or this series rather is a little more up in the air, even when these cup guys are there, it's not always a slam dunk that they're going to, the cup guys are going to walk away with it. Obviously in the truck series, we tend to see that when Kyle Busch is in there, Kyle Busch usually wins. Uh, now, of course, this eh, season has been so a little much different. Lately, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the season has been a little different, uh, but yeah, for the Xfinity series, these regulars really do kind of hold serve against the cup guys. And I think, I think it's because they get more practice against the cup guys. Honestly, truck guys, they don't necessarily get it. You know, Kyle Busch will come down, Ross Chastain, William Byron. But, uh, I feel like with the Xfinity guys, they, they either come up more or the cup guys go down more to the Xfinity. So they get, they get a little more exposure to the cup guys. So they're not necessarily as intimidated by them as, as most, you know, especially some of these, these, JRM drivers, these Gibbs drivers. Uh, it just doesn't seem to phase them nearly as much. And maybe, maybe it's the class of drivers that are happening nowadays because you look at JRM stable, right? You, the the Berries, the Algiers, the Myers, like all, all these guys, they're 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 pretty hefty when it comes to their their craft. You know, Gibbs, obviously Ty Gibbs uh coming up too. So, you know, these guys have have had an opportunity to to be around their their big brothers up there in the in the garage. So I think that's what it is. So, uh, yeah, again, not necessarily weighing too heavy on these cup guys being down, but uh, it'll definitely factor into the mix. I, and I actually, I love it because I'm going to, I've found ways to bet against these cup guys or take advantage of other guys' numbers being bigger because these cup guys are in the field. Again, that is a way that it comes in handy when it comes to betting. And yes, these are our two cup guys that, that have had a lot of success in the Xfinity series. We're going to talk about both of them, but it's definitely not a shoe in that these are just going to be the top two guys. And honestly, I don't think that will be the case this weekend. So 
Um, yeah, I think we're in for a really good race. Like you said, these Xfinity Series regulars, these guys are, are really fucking good, and we see that on a week-to-week basis, and they hold their own even when the Cup guys come down. So going to be a fun race. Uh, again, the Xfinity Series, some of the best racing week in and week out continuously, uh, and that should be the case again this week in uh, Lebanon, Tennessee. Lebanon, Tennessee. I absolutely love it. Uh, I'm glad I remembered because I was scrambling in my brain for a sec. What was the city he said? And then I think I hit it. So (laughs) So, uh, is there any news, any notes? I know we had the Cup Series uh, news and notes for SHR. By the time this episode comes out, it'll likely have been announced that Josh Berry is going to be in the four car. We already talked about that on the recap show on Monday. I mean, and we've seen that coming for months at this point. So, uh, yes, that news was announced this morning, I guess. There you go. <laughs> Again, the worst the worst kept secret in the entire garage. And look, if it's not, and, and by the time this comes out, it's not been announced and something else was the big announcement, the major announcement, then uh, I'll be, we'll be happy to, to update you on. Yeah, on, yeah uh, join the Discord, Discord. because, yeah, if, if something else big has broken, obviously we've pre-recorded this, so uh, we're not going to talk about it now, but... It'll be a discussion in the Discord. Don't worry. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, and you just—it's a matter of of being able to just say, uh, "Yep, we knew that, and we knew it already." So then, my my only question though is, if so, that does happen, right? Then, then what does that mean for? Does he still race the lower series, right? I mean, what does that mean? Obviously. Uh, I mean, like he's obviously going to finish out this season. Well, sure. next season though, but he'll be in the Ford camp likely unless Stuart Haas switching to Chevy or something like that. Um, but so it, it'll be interesting to see. Obviously they have the 98 car. They have the double zero car. Uh, do those guys still have full-time riot? Who knows? There's a lot of questions in the Stuart Haas entire camp. So, uh, but I, I would imagine likely he'll mostly focus on the cup series. Um, there is, you know, there, there's not the, I think the rule is in the first three seasons of full-time cup series competition, they, they're not limited to the five races. Like, you know, Ty Gibbs could run more than five races if he wanted to, cause it's not, you know, his first, he's not had three full-time seasons or whatever. So you might see some, but I wouldn't expect a ton of, of that. Um, so I think it'll, it'll mostly be, he'll focus on the cup series. I feel like it'll be a Noah Gragson type situation. Cause yeah. we haven't even seen, yeah, we haven't seen Noah at all. Yeah. yeah. Which has been, man, and just, it always amazes me too. So I'm glad you brought Grax up because I was thinking about this earlier. It always amazes me how timing works out so much in some guys' favors and not in other guys' favors. Had it been last year and the number four car was opening up, would Noah Gregson have gotten that ride? Instead, he's stuck in the 42 legacy car that's having a horrible season. He's mentioned. He can't wait for next year because it's been so bad. Then they're going to be switching manufacturers. That might be another transition. Like the timing of how it's worked out for Barry to land the elite ride. And it's crazy because as you go back, like, and obviously guys like Chase Elliott, guys like William Byron, like they were pretty much destined to get to those cars anyways. But had there been an opening this past season at Hendrick, you know, had this been when Jimmy Johnson was finally leaving maybe that's when a guy like Gregson gets in a Hendrick car instead of a late, like it's crazy to me, the opportunity some guys get just based on how the timing works out. And I think that just, since you brought up Gregson's name, something I was thinking of, that's a very interesting thing to me that, you know, had this been 
had Harvick retired after last season, would Gregson have gotten consideration for that type of ride? What could we have seen from him this year in the four car compared to where he's been in the 42 car, which is just, I mean, the, the equipment is holding him back at this point, right? So the timing is always such an interesting thing, in my opinion. I mean, and granted, the 41 car technically was open, although I think Preet had already kind of been tapped for that car. The 10 could have been open. I, you know, again, all about timing, right? But it, it, I think it's an interesting uh, thought process. I think it'd make for a fantastic Marvel what if episode. What if the 48 had stayed as long as Harvick and called it quits now and then had, you know, this new ride open up and Gragson be in the 48? Where would Bowman be? Where right. would everybody well, yeah, else be? Yeah, again, you probably need some type of, you know, drugs or something to, to make you get into all these deep conspiracy. But like how things could be so much different if it happened to open up at a different time. And, and, you know, sometimes these guys are uberly talented in their series. And then it's like, well, this is the only ride open, but you want to get advanced to the cup series. And so you take the lesser ride and then it's like, well, he didn't pan out. It's like, yeah, but what if he would have got a shot at better equipment? Right. And you know, it's same, same argument can be made for the quarterback, right? You get drafted by the Cleveland Browns, you know, sorry, you know, (laughs) but if you'd have, you know, slipped in the draft and went to the Packers and sat behind Brett Favre. Maybe you turn out to be great. And so, you know what I mean? Like the landing situation obviously matters so much, but the conversation for another day. But I thought that was an interesting thought that I had to, earlier that I figured I'd share since you brought him up. <laughs> now I love it. I love it a lot. Speaking of timing, now is the perfect time to get down on some underdog fantasy. Fantasy football is gearing up. I know that a lot of underdog fantasy best ball folks are starting to uh, put tons and tons of their money into best ball like Cody right there for sure. Uh, I know that in fact, fishbowl folks are starting to talk more and more about some underdog fantasy best ball as well. Underdog fantasy best ball mania four is here. Underdog is giving away $15 million in prizes. And we are happy to be brought to you by underdog fantasy. Underdog Pick'em is also a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and college baseball player props so many ways to get down on over on underdog and so many states that they're active in including those ones that there are no legal gambling so you can get down on some player props and and yeah sort of just find a way to to gamble on stuff without gambling on stuff technically uh want to get down on it head over to underdogfantasy.com use the promo code sgpn for a 100 deposit bonus up to 100 dollars. that is underdogfantasy.com promo code sgpn so two things, Rod. They open up the Chihuahua today, which Ooh. like so they have the big dog is like their twenty five dollar. Yes. It's got the big prizes, which I love, of course, and I have plenty of entries in that. But <sighs> I like when they do the smaller ones, right? You got the Chihuahua, yes. it's a four dollar entry. You can draft a lot more teams a lot quicker there, uh, and so I, I enjoy when they do that. So definitely go get in on that. Now it's it's best ball season. It's always best ball season, but really now it's the heart of it, right? We're just. We're in the lull of the summer. I know we have our our racing, obviously, but the other big sports are done. The NBA, the NHL just ended. College World Series is going on. That's all about to be over. And so, yeah, it's it's best ball season. I love this time of year. Secondly, on Thursday, Nebraska here in Lincoln, they're going to open up the first sports book. Finally, you can only go place bets in person. You can You can construct the bets on the app, but you have to go place them on the kiosk. I, you know, uh, baby steps, man. Like you said, it's very small baby step. This state is stupid. 
I hate this state. I love this state. I'm a Husker through and through. But at the same time, I hate this state because they're so backwards and far behind on everything. But we're getting there eventually. Uh, of course, I'll be out of town in a legal betting state placing a lot of wagers. Thank you, Iowa. Even though I hate Iowa, they're good for that. Uh, but So I won't be able to bet on the first day. But I'm going to have to get over there next week uh, when I'm back in town because uh, it's going to be great to be able to place a legal sports wager here in Nebraska finally, even if it's only at one place. <laughs> at least it's in my city, I guess there's that. It's not in Omaha. It's here in Lincoln. So yeah, take take whatever wins you can get at this point, Rod. <laughs> Hey, listen, I'll take that over having to drive three hours to Nevada in order to place anything. So And so, yeah, that's what I'm hoping, too. I was talking with uh, our buddy Matt Seltz about that earlier because he lives here in Lincoln as well. I had him on the show with me a couple weeks ago, uh, and and we're like, hopefully we get somewhat of a selection, right? Like, we're not going to be able to shop a bunch of books. Like, hopefully we get some decent odds and, and decent selections, but... Again, babies, be happy with what you can get, right? <laughs> indeed, indeed. Uh, all right, speaking of what you can get, we shopped around for you, as we always do, to bring you our favorite Xfinity bets in this Tennessee lottery. 250, like we said, it is 100 and... Uh, I just had it on here for you. 188 laps around this 1.33 mile. Yes, it is. Paved track. Uh, I got that right, too, because I wasn't looking at it. I was just... <laughs> Remembering based off what you said earlier. So good thing I was I'm paying glad, attention then. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm glad you retained the information because I sure as hell didn't. Uh, 250 miles for this 250 mile race. Go figure. Yeah, it's 250 to 250 this time. <laughs> yeah. Hey, this time it actually. Oh, although, yeah, the Ally, the Ally 400 on Sunday is 399 miles. So there's yeah. that. <laughs> Carry the one. That's, I got terrible Go math. But, uh, <laughs> all right. But yes, as we always do, we have our favorite bets for you. Uh, and uh, we'll, we will. Give them to you right now. Well, I'm going to start off with Truck Series regular Carson Hosovar stepping back up into that Spire number 77 this weekend. He's done pretty successful in that car so far this season. I'm going to take him over Chandler Smith, minus 110 over on Superbook. Um, Carson Hosovar, third place in the Truck Series race at Nashville last season. And then his last two races here in the Xfinity Series, eighth place at Charlotte, sixth place at Darlington. Two great races. Again, Darlington, a comparable track to, to Nashville, right? We talked about on the Cup Series show yesterday slash earlier that Darlington, Dover, where the Xfinity guys didn't race, uh, are kind of some of the more comparable tracks. Gateway, another one that's that's sort of comparable. Um, but uh, So Carson, third place last year in the Truck Series race, eighth at Charlotte, eighth or sixth in Darlington in his two Xfinity Series starts, the two recent ones. Um, and then he was fourth place in the truck series at gateway again, comparable track. So a lot of success here lately, a lot of success on comp track. Um, and for Chandler Smith started the season. Great, right? He had that dominating race early in the season, got the win and everything like that. Been a little bit rough here lately. 13th at Charlotte, 36th at Darlington. Again, I'm not talking about the two road courses last couple of weeks. They don't matter as far as when you're talking about ovals, but 13th at Charlotte. I don't think he did great there either, but. 13th at Charlotte, 36th at Darlington, 13th at Dover. I guess Xfinity did race at Dover. That's trucks I was thinking of that didn't race at Dover. But uh, And then he was 15th place in the Truck Series race here last year. Um, and again, he was in really good equipment then. He was in Kyle Busch Motorsports car, right? Or truck, rather. Um, and only a 15th place finish. So for me, Carson Hosevar, the easy pick on this side. Um, this is probably one of my favorite bets on the Xfinity board. Uh, so give me Carson Hosevar over Chandler Smith. Minus 110 over on Superbook. You feel bad for 
Chandler. You really do. It was him. He was he was doing well enough to make you go, yeah. Because I mean, he's a kid. Obviously, both of the Smiths are barely out of diapers at this point, and you know, you just you felt bad, and and you, you thought, what wasn't Chandler? Didn't he? He's got the kid, right? Uh, is it Chandler that does? I, I can't remember so. now. All these Smiths run together, and and know. honestly, they're literally half my age. So at this point, it's like I don't even know. Um, but yeah, I mean, you feel bad about it, and and Hosevar, uh, he's gonna put it together like big time at some point, right? He's yeah, gonna have we've to. Seen it, and I know the ty- the tr- the types of tracks that he's good on. He's good on like if he's good somewhere, and that's something I've really started noticing in the truck series. If he was good there last year, he's gonna be good there again this year. And so I think that's where we have to hit on a guy like that. Uh, another point too. Sorry to interrupt you, but the college cars right have been struggling. That's that's been noted in both the Cup Series and the Xfinity Series. It's been overall a pretty struggle for them, even when they've got. I think Kyle Larson did win in that ten car. Mm-hmm. Kyle Busch has struggled in the ten car. Almondinger, it's been up and down, even on road courses for him. He's had decent finishes, but I don't think he's won either. Maybe he did win one of them. I can't remember at this point. But anyways, um, and then that Hosovar, he's in the seventy-seven Spire car. That's essentially another junior motorsports car. It's created in the Junior Motorsports Shop. It's a partnership with Hendrick. It's all interlooped there. It's it's and Dale Jr. basically referenced that a couple of weeks ago. Like Hosovar was in the JRM shop. It's it's all done there in the JRM shop with the Spire name on it. So it's it's essentially a very good car, as we've seen based on his last couple of results. It's like when you put together uh like a Dollar Tree type of a thing and you do it in the same factory as one of the bigger names. And literally all it does is just go into a different package. I got all excited about that. Hit the mic. Uh, you, you put it in a different package and ship it out. One goes to the, to the big store and then one goes to the dollar store. You're eating the same damn thing. It's just packaged differently yep. made in the same shop. So yep. it's the, it gets the plain label slap on it, but it's the same exact product. Same damn product. All you're doing is just tricking your body into going, Oh, this is dollar store something. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Uh, all right. Something that's not dollar store is Justin Allgaier. Definitely not a dollar store driver for <laughs> sure. Uh, and, and the only reason I kind of given this to you as, as the chalkiest play that you can is because the price is still not necessarily as chalky as it probably should be. Um, Justin Allgaier, a top three finish on this one twenty uh, over there on Caesars. I, I I'm surprised this is not at one fifty. What, what's I'm, his average finish here, Rod? <laughs> Uh, you want to know his average finish on this track? Uh, in eight races, this guy's got one win, five top fives, five top tens. Average finish of 8.5 on this track. Damn good on this track. And I'm telling you, as a top three finish, I don't hate it. Because for me, th- this guy has been just rock solid all season long. The last few races on this track for him, he won in 2022. So last season, he won this race. 2021, he finished second. 2011, he finished fourth. Uh, 2011, the, the spring race, he finished 11th. Eh. But uh, in 2010, he started on the pole, finished fourth. 2010 in the spring, finished fourth. So, uh, and that wasn't even in the seven car. Like he was in a Steve Turner car and a Roger Penske car in some of that. He was in the 31 and the 12, still turning in top five finishes just outside of the top three. So, I got to tell you right now, Justin Allgaier, uh, to, to finish inside the top three on this track is a solid bet, given the fact that let's look back at what he's done lately. Sonoma, seventh place, road course, 
I'll toss that out. Uh, Portland, second. I'll count that one because it's a good finish, uh, even though it was still a road course. <laughs> but he won at Charlotte, second at Darlington, uh, third at Dover. Those are the last few races that he's had. Dude's on fire. He's he's one of the best racers out there in this series. There's just no way that he's not going to finish inside the top three, especially given the fact that he actually won this race last season. Again, finished second in the first. This guy, he's way too good on this track to, to be. And he's on a hot streak. So I can never count out Justin Allgaier, uh, especially at minus 120 for a top three finish. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you go back and look at the last two years, right? Uh, it's 1.5 is his average finish over the, the two races since we've returned because he's got a first and a second. That's that's pretty damn good. So hard to argue against that. That's actually really shocking that it's only minus 120. Um, I think there's really good value there. I get Gibbs is in the field. I don't even think you, you can say, yes, Almendinger's in the field too. That, in my opinion, that doesn't affect the top three. So I, I think that you're getting really good value. Uh, at only minus 120 for a guy who's got a first and a second the last couple seasons. And again, sure, Gibbs is in the field. Sure, Allmendinger's in the field. Guess who was in the field last year? Gibbs and Allmendinger. Noah Gragson was also in the field. Uh, you know, and so he still had those finishes. So um, I think that uh, that that's a really good price on that. I'm actually surprised that it's that low. That's, that's kind of shocking in my opinion. So I think that's a great call out. Speaking of A.J. Allmendinger, uh, I'm going to fade him here a little bit. I'm going to go with Sam Mayer over AJ Allmendinger, minus 110 over on Superbook. So originally, this bet was going to be Austin Hill over Sam Mayer because when that came up, I thought to myself, we love Austin Hill, right? He's so consistent. Sam Mayer, it's been good, but you know, it hasn't. Then I started looking into cup tracks, started looking into this track, and I had to pump the brakes and I go, whoa, Sam Mayer is actually pretty decent at these types of places, right? And AJ, it's 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 up and down. It's man, it's just the college program has just struggled so much. AJ straight up not having a good time. All the rumors are flying about it. You know, he might be retiring, all this kinds of stuff after this season. So that all concerns me. But you go back and you look at Sam Mayer, right? Eighth place at Darlington. Um, a track that again we we've comped to this track, fairly comparable. Ninth place at Dover. Those are strong, solid finishes. He was fifth here last year. He was fifth at Dover last year. He was fourth at Bristol in the fall on the cement, on on the concrete, right? Um, so again, proved last year very good on this type of track. Then you come into this season, the eighth at Darlington, the ninth at Dover. Again, nice solid finishes. AJ Allmendinger sixteenth here last year. That was during his run up to winning the regular season championship. Still didn't have that great of a performance. Um, he was sixth at Bristol. He was sixth at Dover last season. Uh, he's only started road course races so far this season. So, uh, you, obviously you're not really gonna be able to compare those as far as Xfinity series goes, but Sam Mayer, his reliability on comparable tracks this season and last season, I think is a plus for me down on college right now, down on Almondinger on an oval right now. Um, and so I think add it all together. Give me Sam Mayer over AJ Almondinger minus 110 over on Superbook. So I'm going to agree with you on that one and kind of go one further. I was going to uh, I was going to put this one later in the uh, in the document, but since you brought up AJ Allmendinger and Sam Mayer, I think I will just go ahead and and throw this in now. I've got Mayer as the winner of Group C uh, over there on Caesars, and he's at plus two eighty to win this. 
He's over guys like Sammy Smith, uh, Austin Hill, and AJ Allmendinger. Look, you just talked about how Mayer is going to finish better than AJ, anyways. And again, it's just AJ Allmendinger. It it pains me to say it because obviously I picked him as as my new de facto favorite driver last season, and I think I might have done it just because I, I liked watching him win on road races. I liked watching his passion, but. Problem with passion is it goes both ways. <laughs> you can you can be super passionate and happy, or you can be super passionate and disappointed. So if he's talking about retirement already, uh, I've already had a driver retire on me. So I'm I'm trying to figure out where I go from from AJ Almendinger. But anyways, uh, so the mayor over Almendinger thing sort of uh, puts it in, in in perspective. You talked about mayor's finishes already, and look, Sammy Smith has been solid this season as well. I mean, it, it's definitely. Uh, a good story for the kid. They continue to talk about how he just got out of high school and how he just had his high school sweetheart, uh, you know, tell him that, that he loved her for the first time. I don't know, whatever that's all these stories that they keep uh, pulling about uh, Sammy Smith. It, it just week after week. But I mean, again, it, it he's, he's a good story and, and I definitely love to see uh, Sammy Smith and the success that he's had so far in the Xfinity series, but new track to him. Right, he's never been on this track before, uh, and and it's a matter of him trying to figure out how to get around. And for what we've said, too, as far as how good he's been, I mean, overall, he's only had three top five finishes, six top tens in fourteen races so far. So you know, again, he's he's not necessarily been the lights out driver that maybe the announcers make you want to think that he is, or maybe not. Um, so I, I definitely think Sam Mayer still stands a better shot over uh, him on that one. The only thing that kind of gets me on this though, is the Austin Hill angle of this. Obviously we know how good that 21 car is. Um, we, we talked about it week after week, as far as him being dominant, three wins, seven top fives, 11 top tens. I mean, this guy can get it done no matter where the last, what five races he's had top 10 finishes. Four of those have been top five finishes. He's on a tear like this guy. He's the only one. That would give me pause on this one. Uh, but for me, like I said, it's just a matter of I like the price for this because at plus 280, you're getting a, a pretty decent junior motorsports driver. Uh, and, and and at almost three to one, it's good. Austin Hill on this track over the last couple races has had two top 10 finishes, a ninth and an eighth. But uh, you know, if junior motorsports has crossed the finish line first uh, last year, finished second the year before, Stands a reason another one could get a top three or top four finish. Uh, it's most certainly a top five finish. So I think he finishes better than Austin Hill in this race. Be close, Cody. I know you're wincing, but uh, I, I still think I like the price for this uh, potential. No, I think the price is right. And I think you actually laid out every case perfectly. I, I don't really have anything else to add to it. Dinger, I already made the case against him, right? Sammy Smith, I love to bet on the guy. He's so fast every week but it's the inconsistent finishes. You can't necessarily rely on him. And Austin Hill is the guy who raises the concern, right? But like I just got done saying, I talked myself out of betting on Hill over Mayer. So if I was, and I'm going to make a case for Hill here in a bit as well, but if I was able to talk myself out of taking him in a head-to-head, -head, then switching it around, getting it at plus 280, when really the Dinger and the Smith part of this are the parts you feel comfortable about. So you're breaking it down to, a mayor versus Hill head to head at that point, you're getting it at plus 280, then that makes it worth it, in my opinion. So, 
yeah, I think that, again, you laid out the, the whole case perfectly, and that's exactly what I agree with. Hill is the guy that, that makes you pause, but at the price, I still think that, that it's good. Um, so I, I'll go with you there as well. Uh, this next one, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to take John Hunter Nemechek over Ty Gibbs plus 115 over on Superbook. I don't love to do this because Gibbs could come out and lead every lap of this and dominate this race. But that's what I said was going to happen a couple of weeks ago. And what happened? He came out and he dominated and then he got a penalty and he didn't get the finish. Like it's not a guaranteed thing. And so you're going to give me, you know, two the two best drive in my opinion, the two best drivers in this race, in the two best cars in this race, out of the same house. So they're the same cars, same equipment. And you're giving me the guy that continues to win week in and week out, continues to be the best car week in and week out. And then you're giving me the guy that's coming down into the rotating car, car he's not in every week, all this stuff. We know how talented Ty Gibbs is. I get it, right? But you're giving me two equals. One of them is that plus money. So I will take the John Hernemachek side of things. You go back and you look. Um, and uh, so Gibbs has been in three Xfinity Series races this season. Hasn't won any of them, despite me picking him multiple times, unfortunately. He has not won any of them. Uh, he finished fourth here last year, only led four laps. So again, it's not like he dominated here last year. Now he's coming back down to to dip in and get it again. So that, that doesn't inspire a lot of confidence there either. John Hernemachek in eight races on true ovals, quote-unquote, this season, he hasn't finished worse than sixth in eight races. He continues to be the best car week in, week out. And again, two very great drivers right there. They're, Gibbs probably obviously a little more talented, but fairly equal as far as drivers go in the same equipment. And then you're giving me the guy that's at the same team every week in the same car in his series where he's more comfortable at this point in time at the plus money side of things. I'll take that. Give me John Hernemachek over Ty Gibbs as much as it pains me. Again, I love betting on Gibbs so much. Um, and I've made a lot of money on betting on him this year in the Cup Series. But... Not this week in the Xfinity Series. So give me John Hunter over Gibbs plus 115 for the value. It's like an old school last season Xfinity bet. We were taking Hunter, you know, Gibbs and, and Nemechek in head to heads. It feels yeah. feels a little old schoolish uh, for these guys. But, you know, listen, and that's the thing, too. When you're struggling in one side of it, and I say struggling again, I we talked about it yesterday in the Cup Series when we talked about Ty Gibbs. We say struggle. He's still finishing in like the top 20 just shy of the top 15 like for a rookie that's not necessarily a struggle but for a guy like ty gibbs who came out and and did well right out of the jump kind of set the bar high for himself and, and not necessarily kept up that same steam right that's a struggle so when you're struggling in one and, and you're jumping back into what is supposed to be an old familiar ride sure but you've just spent all of your time and attention trying to get better in the in the higher series, you know, for a, a veteran to come down, that's one thing, right? I mean, those guys, it doesn't take much muscle memory for them to jump back up into their normal every Sunday ride and do what they do every Sunday, right? But for a rookie that's still getting used to the cup car, you know, and I say that again, you can be like, oh, Rod, well, he's been in there for a season and a half. Well, yeah, but... Some of the other guys in, in his same stable have been there for 15 plus years. So those guys can come down a lot easier than somebody 
who has been there, you know, only a year and a half. So yeah, again, it's, it, it's tough, but for John Hunter Nemechek, that's his everyday ride. I mean, you know, he, he has no other distractions. He's been winning. He's been a, a top car. Uh, so I definitely like the, the Nemechek side of that. Just, just from the sheer standpoint of Gibbs has been struggling already and it's shown. So um, I'll take that all day long as well. Uh, all right. I did not, Cody, I did not set out to become super JRM Henry uh, heavy this uh, this this card. But I'm telling you right now, this became JRM. And, and so, I don't know how. <laughs> as you mentioned that and I looked through this, every single one of your bets is JRM based. It is. Every single bet you're placing. It is. And I did not mean for that to happen. That's, so That's actually impressive. Yeah. Yeah, it I is. found a way to bet on every JRM driver. <laughs> and in yeah. different ways and make every bet relate at least related in some way yeah. to JRM. I like it. Yeah, like I said I did not mean to, but the books kind of led me to that as well. Plus plus the stats led me to this as well. It's not all the books. I mean the books gave you the right price for it, but the stats led me to it. And what I mean by that is I have Josh Berry as a top 5 car uh this week in the uh, in Nashville. He did it in 2021 in the in the race here. Uh, he finished in fourth. Uh, came from 22nd to finish fourth in that race. Unfortunately, though, in 2022, he started ninth and ended that day 29th. So problems for for Josh Berry in that regard. But uh, look for Josh Berry. This has been a, a guy that obviously when he came up into the into the um, the Cup series. To, to fill in for whoever he was filling in for did such a fantastic job. And, you know, his finishes have sort of been indicative of him when he's in the cup series and when he's not in the cup series kind of filling in. Uh, but he's been solid so many times this season, more than he really hasn't been solid. Um, average finish of 11th place this season, 10 top tens and 14 races, six top fives, just solid finishes across the board. Uh, it recently, Bad finish in Sonoma. Uh, unfortunately for him, he finished 33rd in that race. Not really something to write home about. Fourth at Portland. Pretty good run there. 15th at Charlotte. What I'm more impressed with, obviously, seventh place at Darlington. It's not a top five. I get it. Uh, but uh, it is a, a top seven. And I think he can maybe get a couple more spots. We've documented that JRM gets in their own way more often than they don't. But, uh, you know, I think Barry is a better driver to overcome that. Second at Dover fourth at Martinsville, third at Richmond, uh, on and on, fifth at Vegas, fifth at Fontana. So several good finishes for Josh Berry this season, which is why he earned himself uh, the fill-in spot up there in the Cup Series. Plus 100 for a top five finish for Berry. Top five odds are not necessarily all that sexy. Uh, so for me to be able to find Josh Berry at pretty much even money to finish inside the top five, I'll take it. Like I said, I didn't mean for this to set out to be a JRM heavy card, but unfortunately that's where the stats and that's where the, the odds led me. So uh, I'll, I'll follow where it leads, but to give me Josh Berry top five car at plus 100. There you go. Well, uh, you know, as we just talked about, he announced earlier today, uh, hopefully that's correct. Otherwise we'll have to go back and, and cover over this, I guess, but uh, right. He's got the four car ride now going to Stuart Haas next season, right in the momentum of that. He's a Tennessee kid as well hometown track ish uh, you know i don't know how close i think he's from henderson hendersonville tennessee i don't know how close that is to nashville or not it's it's pretty doggone close actually I've, I've been so, there too yeah well there you go see so it is a home track home race um so yeah again and and jrm 
good, right? We just talked about Allgaier, how good he's been there. Um, and JRM's been good there. So Chevy's been good there in general. Uh, Hendrick has been good there in the Cup Series side of things. So, yeah, I think that uh, the, that's a good call on Barry. Again, plus money. Can't argue with that. You're right about the top five market. It is pretty tough. I did find one I like, though. Austin Hill, top five, plus 170 over on Caesars. Again, this guy just gets disrespected every single week by the books. Doesn't get priced appropriately. It's ridiculous. He finished eighth place last week at Sonoma. Prior to that, four straight top five finishes. Uh, seven of 14 races this season. So half of the races, he's been in the top five. That includes fourth place at Dover. Again, a concrete track earlier this season. And he finished eighth place here last year. And that was before he became the Austin Hill that he is this season, right? He's a much improved uh, driver and much, I don't know if that equipment's just gotten that much better, but everything about that 21 program so much better this season. Um, and so, yeah, so Austin Hill, a top five machine, one of the more consistent drivers. He's not the big flashy name, right? He's not John Hernemachek. He's not Josh Gray. He's not Justin Allgaier. He's not Ty Gibbs, but finds a way. He's going to be fifth to 10th all day long, put himself in position. He's going to be there close to the top five at the end of this thing. I think he can get in the top five plus 170. I like the odds on him. Yes, I do too. Well, and, and I said that he would be the one guy that would make me really just, I, I would not be surprised if he was the winner of that group C. Uh, but I really did, like I said, like the mayor version of that one better and the odds for mayor better than, than Hill. And this potentially is a good way to either double dip or hedge on the, the mayor group bet, right? Because if Hill gets a top five, you cash the plus 170. So if you miss out on the group bet, it's not as as big of a hurt. Or Mayer finishes fourth, third, second, or first, right? And Hill finishes fifth or whatever whatever order, but Hill Mayer finishes ahead of him. You cash both of these, and it can be a pretty solid payday. It sure as heck can. Uh, all right. I am going to – it's breaking my heart to say this one. This this one hurts hurts more than it probably should uh, I'm going to take Brandon Jones over Who? Who's Sheldon. That? <laughs> Who's that? Yeah. Another JRM driver. In fact, uh, Brandon J- Jones. Oh, <laughs> I, again, I didn't mean to do it. I honestly, I can't wait to hear it. your argument here. Cause it's been a rough season for Jones. <laughs> it's been a rough season for Jones, but it's also been a rough season for Creed. Uh, as far as just True being that. able to, to just finish races the way he needs to finish races. Like that's, you know, he's from Alpine, California. Like I said, my favorite Canadian that's not a Canadian that's from California, <clears throat> almost in my backyard, has had some fantastic starting positions. In fact, he's only started outside of the top 10 twice this season. Cody, did you know that? Twice he's only he started outside of the top 10 as Sheldon Creed. But his that's finish, crazy. his average, I know, but his average finishing position, 15th. Like that is exactly what hurts. Now, granted, over the last couple of weeks, he's actually had salvaged some some decent finishes. He was 11th at Sonoma, 7th at Portland, a couple of road courses. But Charlotte, 28th. Darlington, 25th. Dover, 11th. Okay. Uh, Martinsville, 27th. Atlanta, 21st. Fontana, 23rd. I mean, we talked about it. It's just, it's rough for Sheldon Creed to just do things on the on, on the track anymore. And, and he just gets caught up in stuff that isn't even his, his own... Uh, doing. In fact, that's what happened for him last year. His only race in Nashville started 19th, finished 36th. He wrecked 124 laps. He ran in this race uh, last year. Just 
horrific, horrific luck for Sheldon Creed. But for Brandon Jones on this track, he finished 14th in 2022, 6th in 2021. Yet another JRM driver that knows how to get around this track. Uh, obviously, he was not in JRM equipment back then. He was in Gibbs equipment. You could argue that he's actually in better equipment this year uh, than that Gibbs equipment. I know that's a pretty stiff argument to make, and you could probably sit there and, and put boxing gloves on and, and argue either way. Uh, but I will say that JRM, especially on this track, I think has the edge. Now, you're going to shoot back to me. Okay, Rod, you just named off all of Sheldon Creed's stuff for this season, and all you have for uh, Brandon Jones is three top 10 finishes in his starts, one top five finish. I get that. I understand. I do. But you got to turn it around sometime, right? You got to figure it out. And and I think this may be a track in which he's able to put together a solid run. We may see Brandon Jones get back out there. Again, this is my this is my uh, JRM heavy card. So I had to put Brandon Jones in there somewhere. I'm going to take him over the unlucky Sheldon Creed. It hurts. And I don't care. Look, you can probably take the other side of this. I wouldn't be hurt. Uh, but the Jones side of this is at minus 110. So, you know, I, I, I like that it's not necessarily all that juiced up. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's probably the hardest one for me to take, but I'm banking on Creed running into some bad luck and Jones just running a smooth, solid race all the way through. I Again, this is, yeah, this is uh, the battle of whose bad luck will be less bad, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But that's uh, it. That's what it is. I can't argue with with anything you said. And uh, man, I, I want to see Brandon Jones be successful in that nine car so badly. I want to see Sheldon Creed be successful in that two car so badly as well. <laughs> uh, man, this this bet, oh, it's a tough one. But uh, but again, I I don't have any arguments to the points you made. I think they're all valid. Um, and man, betting on Sheldon Creed has made me or betting against Sheldon Creed. Made me a lot of money over the year, the past two years, because it's, it's been so rough for him. I hate it, but that's been the case. So, uh, yeah, no arguments here for me. Next up for me, John Ernemichek, top three, plus 110, Rod. You're giving me the best driver in the best car at plus 110 for a top three finish? I I, I don't really know what else to say. Like, yes, please, I'll take it. Thank you. That's it. That's all I have. I mean, you already know how I feel about John Ernemichek. We know he's the best car on the best team, one of the best drivers. Uh, I know Allgaier is going to be good this weekend. I know Ty Gibbs is going to be good, although I just made the case for him to beat Ty Gibbs. I, he's going to be one of the top three cars, in my opinion. A plus 110, it's a no-brainer. And yeah, so so give it to me. Yeah, plus money for that is is 100% the way to go. And And really, again... Sometimes you just have to pick the price that's right. And and John Hunter Nemechek at plus money for, I think, anything on this track is, is a good price for it. So uh, I like it as well. Uh, all right. I'm going to give you yet another winning car bet. Stop me if you've heard that bet before. Uh, and I almost kind of don't care at this point. You can probably lock this one in. It's like my Red Bull fastest pit stop for F1. I'm just going to keep giving it out until it stops hitting. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely think the winning car will be odd in this hey, race. Hey, Rod. Yes, there's yes, four. Cody, yes. There's four JRM cars. How many of those cars are numbered odd? 
Uh, let me think. All of them, in fact, well, that, three of them. Three well, four, no, because I'm gonna but... no, I'm gonna I'm gonna count one of them as odd. I don't care. Uh, they're all odd in this instance. But anyways, this is how he makes it a JRM bet, even though it's not a JRM bet. Uh, yeah. Well, Josh Berry is is odd. I don't eight is odd for this race. Uh, no. <laughs> so Sam Mayer, Sam Mayer, obviously in that mix. He's in the one car, uh, and then Justin Allgaier's in that seven car. Brandon Jones is in that nine car. I don't have my beep button, so we're not even going to care about who's in the 11 car. Ty Gibbs, though, in the 19. Austin Hill in the 21. All of those cars, in my opinion, have probably the best opportunity to win this race. All of them are odd. The person that I'm going to give you at the end of this is odd, so I really do have a heavy feeling that an odd number car will end up winning this race. Granted, there's more even numbers out there, I think, with the opportunity, but I think the greater opportunity comes from those uh, in the odd cars. And really, if you want to get froggy with it, find the under nine, you know, uh, camp in there if you if you want to get down in that. And, and another really way to lock bet in. on JRM. <laughs> another way, the only other way to bet on JRM as well. Four cars are nine or under. <laughs> yeah, they didn't give me that option, so I, I'm I'm not taking that. But yeah, I, I like the winning car is odd at minus one ten. Yeah, I looked at this one, and, and I think odd is is probably the way to go. John Arnimacek being the one guy that makes you pause, obviously, in the 20 the most. Um, but uh, odd is definitely the loaded side of this. So I'm glad you brought it up because I, I do think that, that 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 probably is the right call. I'm giving out three winners. Two of them are in odd-numbered cars. So uh, there you go. I love it. See, there you go. That's that's all it takes is just for an odd car. I mean, that's, that's almost half the field anyway. So um, minus 110 for half the field. I love it. Speaking of love, I love that you're watching this on YouTube right now. I love that you are, have taken this ride with us on YouTube and like put up with the fact that I'm in this this hotel room that I'm in right now odd and that you can driver. see Corey LaJoy is an odd number driver and an odd driver nonetheless. He's just a fun, <laughs> odd guy to, to cheer for. Um, but yes, for those of you who are watching on YouTube and have been watching on YouTube, been supporting on YouTube, Thank you so much. Please do YouTube things to keep this thing going, right? Like, subscribe, um, comment. Obviously, commenting is really what makes the, the YouTube algorithms happy, makes the bosses happy. It makes Santa Claus happy, whatever you, I don't care, makes the grandmas happy. Like, it just makes things happy, right? Flowers grow, sun shines when you comment on our videos. So please, please continue to keep Mother Earth happy by liking this YouTube channel, doing the things you got to do. Goddamn, Cody, will you shut me up, please? <laughs> Every time you like a NASCAR gambling podcast, YouTube video, a grandma smiles. So that's uh, all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> We're not telling you. I was going to say a grounds or wings, but that could be taken the wrong <laughs> That could be taken the wrong way. No, and it might no. not be a good thing. So we're going to get the smile, right? Yeah, we can't. Uh, grandma, grandmas love the NASCAR gambling podcast. So <laughs> help keep them company by putting your YouTube channel on there. Grandma yes, gets right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to win this race, Cody, before we just uh, yes. make people so uncomfortable? Well, Rod, you know who's going to win this race. It's John Hernemacek. Again, the best driver the best car, the best team, been the best all season. And he's at five to one. What are you kidding me? He's the what? Third favorite to win this race. What? I don't know why, what I did to deserve these beautiful, <laughs> nice gifts from the books, 
but it's I, maybe it's because I'm going to a legal state this weekend. They want to take more of my money. You can have all the money on John Hernemacek, five to one, over on Superbook. Uh, it just makes way too much sense. I, again, he is so good. You're getting that discount because of the Cup Series guys, or at least one of the Cup Series guys in this. Uh, and then obviously Allgaier's 1.5 average finish over the last two seasons uh, helps put him up there as well. But give me John Hernemacek, five to one. Austin Hill, 12 to one. Again, much like the Bowman thing yesterday, although Hill's won three races or whatever already this season, puts himself in the right place at the right time. We hit on him earlier this season. I don't remember. Was that at Las Vegas? I can't remember where it was, but where he passed with as a white flag was waving, ends up winning the race. He was a long shot that day. He continues to be long shots, continues to be disrespected by the books. Just talked about it, right? Four straight top five finishes prior to last week's eighth place at Sonoma. He has been good. He's been consistent. Give me Austin Hill 12 to 1. Carson Hosovar, 25 to 1. I think he's worth it for a long shot. Also an odd number car in that 77. Talked about how good he's done, right? A sixth place and an eighth place in his last two Xfinity Series starts in that car. A basically a JRM car, right? We talked about that. Rod's all in. All the chips are hot in on the JRM cars this week. Give me the the pseudo uh, JRM car. The give me the the store brand label JRM car. Carson Hosovar. He's twenty five to one over on Caesars, uh, and I feel like that's a solid long shot. <laughs> store brand labeled. Uh, I love it. Uh, yeah, and I, I can't like I said I can't argue with you on that one. Uh, Austin Hill, obviously for sure. I, John Hunter, you would check it plus 500. That, yeah, that's a hell of a steal. That's yeah, definitely your good. If, uh, if Gibbs was not in this race, John Hunter and Allgaier probably are both like plus 250. So, I mean, his odds are almost, in my opinion, they're probably doubled just because Ty Gibbs is in this race. And that's not enough for the odds to have been doubled. So, it, I love it. Again, it's a gift to get it at this price. Yeah, well, and I mean, just along those lines, it's a gift to get Allgaier at plus 350, which is where I'm going to go with that. I talked about him as a top three finisher. All those stats apply into my uh, thinking that he's going to repeat here at Nashville as the winner. Uh, listen, here's the thing about it, right? With Justin Allgaier, you know, obviously, and, and the numbers back it up, that he is capable of just dominating uh, this this race, this track, this series, right? The only issue sometimes is that when JRM gets in their own way, a lot of these guys suffer the consequences of it. So as long as Allgaier can stay out of the fray, and in fact, we talked about it earlier this season. We said, you know, Mayer, Barry, uh, Jones, all those guys, when when the, the, the fracas was happening, it was always with them. Allgaier was usually the guy that was able to stay above all of that and stay away from it. Maybe because he was farther up than the rest of his buddies, or maybe it's just because he was like, I know you guys are going to get in it. I'm just going to stay away from you guys, give you plenty of room, and we'll just continue to go on. But for whatever reason it is, Allgaier has been the one to be able to, to turn in the solid finishes all season long. And at plus 350, I understand that it's not the greatest of odds for a, an outright winner, and, and obviously there's sexier odds. But I don't know that there's too many other drivers that have a really good, good, good shot at winning this race, right? I mean, obviously Gibbs is one Gibbs is the favorite though. And, and Gibbs could come and win this race. Absolutely. 100%. But if I'm picking somebody that's not Gibbs, it's going to be Allgaier because I just really, like I said, feel like 
he's been the guy. He's been the guy to been able to keep himself clean and keep himself in contention. Won here last time, has won within the last two races. You know, runner up in the next race too. Yeah, there were road courses, but I guess when you get back on an oval, might even be a little bit better for him, right? A week off, week to rest, week to collect his thoughts, get back out there in the in the car. I like Allgaier. I like plus 350. That is my race winner. Yep. Again, hard to argue against it, right? It's, I mean, the last two races here, first and a second place, it's the, there, you can't make an argument against that. He's been doing pretty good this season, got that win back at Charlotte. So hard to argue against it. I think it's a John Hunter week, but, uh, but again, yeah, I, I would not be surprised at all if, if Allgaier takes it. Yeah, but it'd be a boring show if all we did was just take each other's picks and just run with them the whole way. There's got to be a little bit of friction. Yeah, and man, Xfinity, I'm telling you, Xfinity is where we disagree the most. And I love it. It's just kind of become a thing. And yeah, I, I enjoy it. We're, we're on the same page on a few things. But uh, yeah, I, I do think, uh, again, it's been kind of a, a JGR, JRM type of battle this year, I think, between us. But uh, I like it. I've been having fun. Me too. Me too. Uh, all right. Speaking of which, get out your pen and paper. Have fun keeping track of all of our bets for this Tennessee Lottery 250 in the Nashville super, not super, not super speedway, not in Nashville. Uh, this whole thing is a lie. But anyways, it's fun racing. Uh, we have got Carson Hosevar over Chandler Smith. Cody started out with at minus 110 over on Superbook. I gave you Justin Allgaier as a top three car at minus 120. Cody gave you Sam Mayer over AJ Allmendinger at minus 110 on Superbook. I said that Sam Mayer was going to win Group C at plus 280 over Sammy Smith, Austin Hill, and AJ Allmendinger. Cody gave you John Hunter Nemechek over Ty Gibbs at plus 115. I almost said Joe Gibbs. That's funny. Over on Superbook. Uh, and then I gave you Josh Berry as a top five car at plus 100. Cody gave you Austin Hill as a top five car at plus 170 on Caesars. And then I gave you Brandon Jones over Sheldon Creed with a tear in my eye at minus 110. And then Cody gave you John Hunter Nemechek as a top three car at plus 110. I said the winning car was going to be odd at minus 110. And then Cody gave you John Hunter Nemechek at 5-1 to one on Superbook to win. Austin Hill at 12-1 to one on Superbook to win. And Carson Hosevar at 25-1 to one on Caesars to win. I said the number seven car was going to be the winner. Justin Allgaier at plus three. 50. There is your card for your Tennessee Lottery 250. Cody, all that's left now is to get these damn cars on the track. Let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. I'm excited. Again, Xfinity produces some of the best racing. Uh, and man, it's this is a wide open field. I mean, wide open after the top couple, right? We kind of have our, our pinpointed guys at the very top of this, but I think it's going to be a very good race. I'm super excited. We got bets all throughout the field, right? Brandon Jones, Sheldon Creed could be the battle for 25th. And we got some winners for you. So over the place. Yeah. You got to keep an eye on AJ Allmendinger, who could probably end up being 25th as well. Uh, they'll, <laughs> they'll be duking it out. So got you, got you covered from first to 35th or 36th or whatever they got going on. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, Cody, let's, uh, let's go ahead and turn this one loose and get ready for our truck episode tomorrow night. So, uh, as we do, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yep. Follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. Got a ton of stuff going on. NFL stuff over there. Uh, yeah. Follow it all there. Follow the show at NASCAR Gambling and get into Discord. Join the conversation over there. Great conversation all week long. There's always guys chatting in there. Fun times. Get over there. Indeed. Listen, 
for those of you who have just endured the not normalcy of the episodes this week, thank you. Thank you so much for just bearing with it. And look, sometimes you just got to go on the road and, and see what you can do. <laughs> That's what we're doing this week. So uh, for those of you who put up with it, we definitely toss appreciate a, it. Toss, toss a like in there. Give grandma a smile. Yes, give grandma a smile. Let her know that you still enjoy us even when we are not in the confines of our own normal place. Follow me on Twitter at RJV Gomez. Link in the bottom. Everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it is in between media, the back road is on this weekend. Uh, I will be there on Thursday to join Seth and Elliot. And then, of course, keep an eye open for Frequency's sake on Twitter uh, for my offering to them. I think it might be NASCAR. Maybe I'll just do a parlay of all three series. Who the hell knows? Let's let's get crazy with it. Uh, I'll have some fun. So, all right. We'll see you tomorrow for the Truck Series episode. And we'll break it on down for you there. And until then, let's go racing and let it ride. <laughs>